So the potential for finding an audience who relates to you and your story or your brand is absolutely huge. Hey, y'all. Welcome to part two of our series on Instagram monetization. Today's Instagram expert and special guest is Carrie Wilson, business owner and homesteader at the Little Pallet Farmhouse on Instagram. Carrie is sharing her advice on how to take advantage of newly released features on the Instagram platform for growth, branding, and social selling, plus how to hone your niche with something called talent stacking. By the way, if you missed last week's episode, the first part in this series, episode 38, how to generate Instagram revenue by driving traffic to your website with Susie Goodwin. Be sure to catch that later because you'll hear her top three tips for Instagram monetization, including content arcs and much more. And now listen in. It's Ruthie from RuthieGray.mom and welcome to Instagram Insider Hacks. So easy, your mom can do it. This is the podcast that teaches you how to authentically deliver your message in a non-pushy way. If you want to receive engagement and investment on your Insta time, listen in. And now here's your host, me, Ruthie Gray. Carrie Wilson of the Little Pallet Farmhouse on Instagram has a very interesting background. She grew up in the English countryside, graduated with a medical-related degree, backpacked around the world, rubbed shoulders with celebrities and royals, immigrated to the Middle East, became a pro horse trainer, and all along the way, ran her own companies and modeled professionally for over 20 years. Wow. But she has always had a longing to be settled somewhere she can cultivate a garden and enjoy animals. Carrie is passionate about people and bringing the worlds of homesteading and business together and desires to help others find a way to earn a comfortable living from this lifestyle by leveraging the opportunities available online and through social media. Welcome, Carrie Wilson, to the show today. We're so honored to have you here. Thank you, Ruthie. It's great to, to be here and with you on your show. I am just overjoyed that you were able to carve out some time because I know what you do and homesteading takes a lot of work, not to mention what you're putting into your business as well. And tell us, Carrie, when did you first become passionate about homesteading? Well, I, I grew up in the English countryside, as you can probably tell by my accent. I'm not from around here. Um, and so I, I really did have a childhood amongst those picturesque stone-built farmhouses, fields of cows and, and spring lambs. So I, I say that seeds for one day having my own farm were sown early on. And I had parents and grandparents that were both avid gardeners, maybe a different style of gardening. But nonetheless, we would enjoy homegrown produce. And even if it was just strawberries or salad greens, 
And so I, I guess the culture in which I was raised was very much about a homegrown and local grown is better. And that was something that I, it was difficult to um, have during my sort of 20 years of traveling around and living in all these different places. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have quite, quite a, a vast variety of things that you were involved in. And many of them just seem so far removed from what you do today. Mm-hmm. And I love the accent, by the way. My people are going to just be, they're going to be excited about hearing that. <laughs> <your accent. laughs> um, your tagline is bring homesteading and social media together for self-sufficient living. And I love that. Although you've only been on Instagram six months, your platform is growing quickly. How did you grow from zero to over 8,000 followers in six months? Well, um, yes, I think it can look accidental, um, but um, here's the truth. I've, I've been on Instagram a lot longer, but I just never did anything with my account. So I posted randomly from time to time, just about incidental life happenings. And I was never really using it with a strategy. But when my husband and I decided that I would turn some of my focus towards starting to generate an income from home, it came to my attention that social media is a powerful marketing tool. I mean, there's 2 billion users per month on Instagram, and that's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started to get intentional with it about six months ago. And I really just followed actionable steps that internet marketing coaches like yourself talk about. A few of the key things that I started to do were to define my story, um, because if you don't know what your message is, then others won't know what it is either. And then you need to be authentic with it. So, you know, not trying to be something that you aren't. I also decided that I wanted to really niche down. So that way, knowing who my audience is when I'm talking about my subject really helps me focus on the content that I share. Because I can obviously pick from a vast range of, of experiences in my background So with that, then being consistent with your content is important. And then as your audience starts to engage with you, then engage back so that you develop relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'd, I'd say lastly, also listen to Instagram. So when they release new features, for example, reels and now remixes, if you start using those features, Instagram or whatever social platform is going to push your content out more through through those features that they're wanting to establish. So there was strategy behind what I was trying to do. Yes. So authenticity, niching down, being really clear on who you're talking to and what they need from you. And as you just said, using what Instagram is releasing, they love that, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it affects their distribution, I'm sure. I, I mean, probably nobody entirely understands the algorithm, but um, I've definitely seen that work. So, Yes, and you, I love your reels. They're very, um, <laughs> they're fun. And you involve your chickens and your family and just some humor there and just some real life. And I, I for one, am a big fan of watching your reels because they're just... Super funny and fun. Thank you. Thank you. 
Well, as you know, in this series, we're discussing ways to monetize using Instagram. And one of the ways you're doing this is with a Kickstarter to fund your docu-series with a view towards getting on a major network, correct? Yes, that's that's right. Okay. <laughs> uh, ambitious goals, but that's that's what we're doing, yeah. It's exciting though, and it seems like you really have a lot of ground covered. Could you tell us how a Kickstarter works for those who may not be familiar with this topic? Sure, sure. Um, so Kickstarter is a web-based platform for people with creative ideas who have an idea but need funding to get something off the ground. I mean, it could be an invention, it could be a physical product, but there's a lot of um, a video and documentary and film type uh, projects on there. So you basically build a campaign and you put it up on the platform to try and achieve your financial goal through crowdfunding. And others who like the sound of the, of the project can, can buy into it. Um, mine's not live yet, but the idea for the Homestead documentary season two is that people who like the idea and want to see it come to life, they will pledge an amount towards my target goal. And if that amount gets uh, realized, then basically everyone's account gets debited for the amount that they've said they would contribute. But if we don't reach the goal, um, then the project is closed and no one spends a penny. So it, it protects the people who are investing. Uh, you don't lose money for nothing. And what's also great is that Kickstarter will hold me as a project operator accountable for delivering the project. So for example, if I meet the funding goal, um, then a timeline is set for me. And that means that the documentary has to be completed by a certain time. So I really hope <laughs> we meet our goal because if we don't, I'll be doing the editing again, like I did uh, for season one. And for those who haven't seen season one, it's on my YouTube channel at the Little Pallet Farmhouse. And it's all about how to make money through a homesteading lifestyle. Yes. And it's, it's so good. I watched some episodes there and I think that the Kickstarter, I had just learned about this last year. I had a friend that used Kickstarter for something completely different. Right. Um, but I think it's a great idea, great idea to be able to get your, your project off the ground. So, right. For, yeah. And something that the, the internet makes possible um, because, you know, back in the day, it, it, you know, just wasn't available. So. Yes, exactly. So many possibilities with the internet and, and social media. Do you feel Instagram is a substantial platform for generating funds? Because I noticed you share about social selling on the platform. So what what would you say to that? Do you think it is a substantial platform? I think just on the number of monthly users alone, Instagram is the biggest social platform out of all of them. As I, I said, it has 2 billion users per month. And I forget what, what the others are now with YouTube and Facebook, but I think Instagram ranks top. So the potential for finding an audience who relates to you and your story or your brand is absolutely huge. I make the comparison of high street shops. If they had that many walk-ins, a week, or I don't even think, you know, Harrods in London would have that kind of customer base and not that you're going to reach everyone. But as for ways of generating funds, I think that you need to be smart about that because although there's a lot of people out there to find, 
you can put a lot of time and effort into areas of revenue generation that aren't easily scalable or that they don't really give you a good return for your investment of time. Um, and I actually posted a workshop on about this recently, which you can find in my highlights on my Instagram page. So just as, as an example, I get approached by a lot of product sponsors and they want to send me free stuff in exchange for creating content around it. And with this sort of social selling, I think you can earn affiliate commission or get free stuff, maybe get a brand deal or sponsorship, but it's not going to be a huge income uh, generation generator unless you're a mega account and have a lucrative brand deal. And essentially you're doing the work and then sending your audience to someone else to do the shopping. But if you have your own product to sell, I believe that that's where social platforms can return an explosive income um, because they're very powerful at finding your audience and then connecting with your audience socially. Mm -hmm. So is that, what is your best social selling tip? Or did you just tell me that? (laughs) Well, I would say my best tip is probably like we were talking about earlier, doing what they're guiding you to do. So for me, it's been doing reels and I've actually just now started doing remixes. I don't know if you're familiar with the the remixes because first of all, Instagram is going to give that content a favorable distribution, but like the nature of features that are less formal allows, as we were talking before, your audience to see your personality and get to know you as much as you want them to. <laughs> um, and I think ultimately people buy from people who they relate to, they like, they trust. And so what social media is doing is allowing you to be the face of your brand. You are your own brand. Mm-hmm. They give us so many different avenues to show our personalities. And that is how people develop that know, like, and trust factor. Yeah. One of my mantras here at Ruthie Great Up Mom and the podcast is community grows opportunity. And it seems that you have certainly leveraged community well in growing your YouTube series, sharing the lives and families of the homesteaders and how they're making this work. And it's storytelling, really. Mm-hmm. How, how did you make all these connections? How did you find these people? And how could our listeners take that idea and reach out and grow their audience by leveraging community? Well, for me, it actually started out as a personal need um, because I was wanting to connect with other homesteaders so I could learn ways that I could earn an income from home to support our new lives here in in the Midwest. I was sort of a transplant landed in the the middle of nowhere. But what I found was that homesteaders were not actually easy to find. I've landed in the heart of a a big agricultural um, community. And someone who is homesteading doesn't even necessarily identify themselves as a homesteader. So when I talk talk about homesteader, I'm defining that movement of people who those who are being self-sufficient, producing and providing and profiting from their own land. Uh, whereas the big agriculture are really sort of farming land to sell it as, uh, as an income. Mm-hmm. So I got to thinking that if I was finding it hard to get this um, information, then surely other people who, like me, were interested to know what I wanted to know were going to find it hard too. Um, there's a huge movement of people now sort of wanting to pursue this homesteading lifestyle. So I was like, well, where do you get the information? 
and you can find it on YouTube. It just takes a lot of trawling around the internet to get, you know, the good channels. So I decided that I was going to make a, a documentary focused on ways that people uh, produce, provide and profit on, on their land. And I basically <laughs> took a leap into space. Um, I sort of put my, my big, my big girl boots on and, and I made an announcement on Instagram. It was like a 30 second video where I sort of shouted out into the universe and said, I have an idea. I want to make a documentary. And then, you know, you have those fearful moments as you, <laughs> you wonder if anybody's going to reply, but they did, you know, I started to get responses. And then as I engaged with people, I spent a lot of time talking behind the scenes, sharing thoughts and ideas, but honestly, you know, I don't know what I was afraid of because who doesn't love to be involved in a feel good project with others who are passionate about doing the same thing. So mm. since then, I've had so many people reach out to me asking how they can be part of it, how they can support it. And I never say no, there's always something for someone to do, even if it's just to spread the word. But in the sense of leveraging community, I think there's loads that you can do even on a, a smaller scale, which I think was your question. How can others leverage this idea? And some of the things that I think that you can do to collaborate with other people is you could just say, I mean, even, hey, do you want to do a remix reel together or, you know, get together with someone else to do a, a giveaway collaboration? They're always easy um, other things I've done is I've hosted um, a photo challenge with other homesteaders where you all get together and you put put out a calendar of uh, post prompts. It can be based around a theme or a hashtag or even starting a, a hashtag with somebody else is a good way to just start because then you get those behind the scenes chat relationships going. And that's that is really where I've got to know most people either from Zoom conversations or, or chatting behind the scenes. So yeah, I just say, you know, people are on Instagram because they want to be seen and they want to connect. So, you know, don't be afraid. I, I find that followers are scared. They want to be on there and they want to grow their community. But a lot of times they're afraid of them, their own selves. They get in their own heads and they know that they have a passion and they have a message they want to share, but it just takes guts to put yourself out there. But like you said, what are we afraid of? It's not like they're going to come through the camera and get us or whatever. <laughs> and I think also with the, um, the idea of this, um, follow unfollow, don't measure yourself by who's following and who's not following. And actually, as you refine your message, your audience is going to become refined. So you will, like I have a, a friend who grows a, a microgreens business and um, she changed sort of track where she decided she was actually going to teach or, or, or sell more to mothers. And so she changed her audience. And of course, she lost a lot of followers before she started to regain them because she was changing her target audience. So I think really when you're fine tuning your message, you're going to get people start to fall away because they realize they're not following you for your message. And that's good because you want the people who are true to your message and that's your true audience. So that's try right. to spin it around like that. That's right. We have to have the guts to just go ahead and start and be okay with the refining process along the way because it's going to happen. <laughs> right, right. But it is very necessary to actually grow a healthy community. Tell us a little bit about your passion to profit pathway. Is this something that could help all entrepreneurs or is it mostly geared towards homesteaders? 
So Passion to Profit is a guide I put together after I made the documentary series. And it, it basically teaches people how to build good content. So it guides you through how to write an ebook or build an e-course that you can then sell. So the structure of good content and having a powerful story, as we mentioned earlier, are the key elements of, of what's in my guide. Um, but it's applicable to anyone. I use homesteading examples because that's my, you know, my subject area. But the structure could be applied to any sector. Good content has value. And I believe that there's huge income potential in producing digital content, specifically courses and, and ebooks. So anyone can use that. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're someone who is teaching others how to buy and sell shares in the stock market or how to make homemade clothes or, you know, whatever. But yes, my examples are aimed at, at homesteaders. And, and really, I'm passionate about that area because I see a disconnect between a community of people who are regularly posting amazing and valuable quality content, but, but without realizing that they can actually earn an income from what they're already putting so much time and effort into producing. Which is, I think a lot of people need simple guidance like that for whatever they're trying to pursue business-wise. And with the the background that you have and how you've built businesses before, I feel like this would be a very valuable resource. So it is available if followers click in on your link in bio, they can get to it through that, can't they? That's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll be sure to include that in the show notes. So you you have a thing called talent stacking. And I don't know if this is an original term with you or not, but it it is very intriguing to me. What does that mean? And how can women use this when building a business account or an IG account? Okay. So it's definitely not a, a, a term that I coined, um, but to explain what it is, it's a way of understanding how you're how you're unique. So in a business, you might call it unique selling points, but it's about what you have to offer that others don't. And that could be because of the unique combination of your skills and talents. So um, it's really an exercise of writing down what your key skills and experiences are and sort of bringing them together to understand that what you have to offer and what you can do that others can't. Um, and it sort of helps you sort of hone in on who you're serving. So I'm a mother and I'm a wife. I'm a business entrepreneur. I'm a horse trainer, a gardener. I've been a commercial model and all this, as you introduced me and that sort of like crazy background of experiences and skills that I have. But what I've done is I have taken those um, skills and experiences and, and put them together. And actually they all fit together nicely under what I'm trying to do, which is bringing sort of business and social together. So I've got the, the sort of putting myself out there. I've done all this, you know, modeling and advertising and working with products and brands. And I can bring that into the social space. I can bring in my business knowledge from the businesses that, that I've run at the same time. My content is going to be focused on being a mum, being, you know, a family, growing a garden, training my horses, because that fits into the homesteading. So yeah, it's about putting together your stack of skills and experiences and then looking at that and seeing how that fits into what it is that 
you want to do? Because I really think it helps find your voice. Yes. And I think a lot of times when we decide we're going to take a direction that doesn't seem like it fits with anything else that we've done before, we think it's just a different disjointed area, but they really do fit together, don't they? So what I'm imagining in my mind is something that it was an exercise we did years ago when I was first learning how to blog. Mm -hmm. And that was just writing down all of the words and terms that describe what you do and what you've done and seeing how they correlate and connect. Yeah. And I think as well, um, so like going back to passion to profit, I give a a couple of free products in there. and, And one of those is how to build your brand story. And that very much takes you through the exercise of understanding who you are and what you have to offer. And those, those sort of words um, that come through, I'm very much an extrovert. And so there's a lot of energy and community comes through in, in the way that I brand myself, because that speaks to, you know, my extrovertedness. I think, and there's loads of free content out there that you can get your hands on, on, on building your brand story. So I think, as we've talked a few times about now, um, just to to get out there and to do some focused work on who you are and what your message is. Because once you know who you are, others then find it easier to follow you. Yes, I think that's so true. We have to uh, get clarity ourselves on what it is, who, who we are and what we offer so that other people can be clear on that too, because once we get that nailed down, then it is, it just gets so much easier to share what we have to offer and nail down our brand. Right. Well, all of this is just so interesting to me. And I know that my readers are going to want to connect with you. Where would you like people to connect with you online? I'm mostly on Instagram. So my handle is at the little pallet farmhouse. I'm pretty much there on a day, daily basis. And I do try to answer most um, direct messages, though it might be a few days and until I, I get back. And if you can be as upfront with me as, as possible, why you're reaching out, it helps me know that you're real. Because unfortunately, it just comes with the ter- territory that there are spammers and hackers out there using the social platforms too. And so you know, as you sort of grow in your account, you have to do some vetting of like <laughs> who you're letting in, I, I guess. But um, mm-hmm. my email button is on my um, my profile page as well because it's a business account. So you can always just click on the, the email button and, and send me a, a message to my email as well. So I'm never intentionally ignoring anyone. And I know somewhat, sometimes it can feel like that on social, um, but that's usually just, and I've come to learn that with other bigger accounts that I might reach out to, it's just a case of, you know, they're trying to answer a lot of people and, and um, keep up with everything that's going on. I just enjoy that personal touch that you afford your followers and you're treating them as one-on-one people and um, friendships. So I like yeah. that. Today, Carrie said something that stuck in my mind. Good content has value and a huge income potential, specifically in the form of courses or eBooks. If you develop your own product based on your own amazing content, that's where selling on social can really become explosive. So connecting the dots from your past to your present helps stack the skills you have 
to draw from and combine for a product. So this is dual purposing, right? Repurposing your amazing content that you've already put lots of thought into. She says, bringing business and social together helps find your voice and helps you find your brand story. So powerful, right? I hope you'll follow Carrie and check out her passion to profit pathway. It's linked in the show notes. And stay tuned for next week's part three in the Instagram monetization series. And if you're loving this series, hello, (laughs) please take a selfie while listening and share to stories and tag me. I love that. Remember, this is the Instagram Insider Hacks podcast. So easy. Your mom can do it.